0: Well, hello and welcome to The Daily Brew, The Devotional, where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And you join me back here in Auckland City for day 151 of our devotional Bible reading plan. 365 days of the year, every day, new brew, new Bible. And I'm excited to get into it today. A massive welcome if you're joining us for the first time. Feel free to pause this one and head to day number one. Builds and builds and builds. That's what this devotional journey does, just like the word of God does as we read it. that builds upon itself. And our character in Christ is built as well. Hey, if you are joining us for day 151, let's have a look at our devotionals that we're going to be reading sorry our scripture that we're going to be reading for our devotional today not our devotionals that we're going to be reading that's what we're doing right now but the scripture that we're going to be reading for our devotionals is in the description on every platform let's have a look psalm chapter 68 verse 28 to 35 john chapter 19 verse 28 chapter 20 verse 9 and first samuel chapter 29 1 to chapter 31 31 so those are our scriptures that we're going to be reading today and i'm looking forward to getting into the devotional very shortly but Before we go any further, let's talk brews. And today, what we have is our Ethiopia Gori Gesha Natural, which uh, you will remember is from Coffee Tech. We've had this a couple of times already. It's time to try it as a plunger. And you'll remember that as the espresso, it was okay. As the Chemex, it was lovely. There was that strong tea flavor. And so we're going to try this again today, but as the plunger and see what we get out of it. So you can check out But First's Uh, if you google butt first coffee you'll get their plunger guide that's what we've been using uh, and hopefully that's still up there in the years to come who knows any plunger guide pretty much tells you how to make a good plunger but there you go it's not just whack the coffee in there if you want to get the best out of it don't just whack the coffee in and then pump the handle you gotta gotta take your time gotta brew it carefully okay you gotta look after this bad boy okay let's give this a try and see what we get today Yeah, still very strong on the tea vibe. Strong on the tea vibe. It's very sweet. Again, not sure what the tobacco tastes like. That's the one for me that I'm interested in for this one. One of the tasty notes is tobacco. I'm not sure. Lovely floral aroma as always with this. But yeah, I look, I don't mind it. I kind of feel torn. I think I said this last time, but if you're a tea lover, you're probably going to like this one. I like this as a plunger. I like this as a plunger. I'm going to give this an 8. Yeah, it's controversial because I don't think I've rated it that high on the other ones. But yeah, I, I'm going to give this an 8. I'm going to give this an 8. I like it. It is it's, it's lo- It is lovely. There's a bit of a tea aftertaste, but the initial taste is sweet. I, I I like the word floral for actually how this tastes. It does taste like what you think flowers would taste like based on smell. So there you go. That's, I, look, I see what I said. I see what I said. Lock that in. 8 out of 10. Feels too high. But anyway, let's move on to the devotional, the reason that we are here today. Where does your energy come from? We all need energy to operate in life, but where do you get yours from? As Christians, our energy, power, and strength needs to come from God. David, at the end of the psalm today, praises the God who gives power and strength to his people. The power we get from God it is not some manufactured power or positive self belief. God gives us his power and his strength. The temptation for us is to get our strength and power from created things. David alludes in the psalm to silver being the tempter, but we need to make sure that we get our power from the creator, not from created things. So if our power comes from God and it's his power, what does that power actually look like? Well, we're told that God gives us the same power, the same energy and the same exact power. Listen, the same power. That's a huge call that raised Christ from the grave. Jesus completed the task that God gave him to do. He died fully. Now, some suggest that Jesus didn't die fully. Maybe he, he pretended he was dead, which is kind of crazy to even say out loud, but that's not what John suggests to us. In fact, it's not even what John strongly emphasizes to us in his gospel. Jesus says, it is finished. He finishes the work that God gave him to do, and in finishing the work, he finishes the work of sin and grave. His last act was to give us the gift of his spirit. As he breathes his last breath, the temple curtain was torn in two and the breath of heaven was released upon the earth. I said it before, but John emphasizes the fact that Jesus did truly die. He gives us medical facts to support his argument. He he gives us two. The first one is that Jesus didn't need his legs broken. Now for the crucifixion uh, and, and crucifixion, believe it or not, wasn't just limited to Jesus, okay? This is a common practice for the Roman Empire. And one of the ways they'd speed up the death is by breaking the legs of those who were hanging on the cross to speed up their death. But Jesus, he didn't need to. He was already dead. When the Roman soldier looked, he was, ah, no, he's he's already gone. We don't need to break his legs. The second thing is that when Jesus was pierced in the side, the Bible tells us that blood and water came out from his side. Now, at death, the clot and the serum of blood separates. This is medical evidence that Jesus had, in fact, died. So that's why we see blood and we see water, because his heart had stopped beating. Some argue that he only seemingly died. And this, is, this actually became quite a popular way of thinking, and it became known as doc, do, do, s- doctism. D o c e t i s m. However, you want to say that it's a Greek word. uh, Sorry, it's from the Greek word docu, meaning seen. Okay, so Muhammad. Now, fun fact: Muhammad was actually influenced by these specific views. The Quran actually says they did not kill him, neither did they crucify him. It only seemed to be so. You can check that out. Well, don't. Don't even bother. I just told you. Don't even check that out. But that's that's what it says. It's interesting because. The basis of our faith is all upon the premise that Jesus did die and, rise, and rose again from the grave. But there's a worldview and a way of thinking that suggests that Jesus only seemingly died. But we can see through Scripture that He did in fact die. John makes it clear that this is the case. That Jesus finished the work and fulfilled the Scripture that said none of His bones would be broken, and that they would look sorry, and that they would look on the one who they have pierced. He fulfilled the prophetic scripture. We also see some um, spiritual significance in the blood and in the water. The blood symbolizes his life that was poured out for us and the water symbolizes his spirit. It's both the blood and the water, the life and the spirit that Jesus gave for us that gives us the power that we need. Jesus rose from the grave. It's the same power available for those who believe. So what does it feel like to receive that power? Well, for many, it's different. Personally, I've had a few encounters with the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't even think I've had a full encounter with the full power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know if our physical bodies can actually fully comprehend the fullness of this power, but I'm going to try and put it into words. It is hard to put into words, but it just feels wonderful. It feels like life. It feels like pure, electric, joyous life. I pray that today, if you've not had that encounter, that experience, that you would encounter the fullness of his power. I pray that that happens for you. Even now, as you're watching this, I pray that you would receive that power today. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about his power. So finally today, I want to talk about how we actually receive this power. See, David, in our our last passage today, he finds himself fighting for the Philistines, the same guys for who he had defeated their giant Goliath and who are now fighting against Israel, or still fighting against Israel. David finds himself on that team But then we see that the Philistines, they decided that they didn't even want David. So he heads back to the camp, the Israelite camp. And when he gets there, he finds that the Amalekites have captured his men's wives, sons, and daughters. David here would have been facing so much pressure, so much anger, so many emotions. In fact, the Bible tells us that he explodes with emotion. His followers turn on him, they want to stone him. This would have been so confronting, not only to be dealing with all of the emotional pressure internally, but to have everything now externally pressuring him too, that would have been so hard. But look at what David does next. in verse 30 in sorry in, in chapter 30, verse six, David, the Bible says, "Found strength in the Lord his God. This is how we receive power. when we find our strength in God, we have to find God and this is going to require trust, faith, and time. but when we receive his power. We spend, sorry, when we do, we receive his power. So when we do that, trust, faith, and spend time with God, that's when we're going to receive his power. So I want to encourage you today to spend time with God, strengthen yourself in scripture, and trust God wholeheartedly. In Jesus' name, I pray you receive the power of heaven today. Verse of the day. Verse of the day today, it says, uh, in 1 Samuel 31, 6, it says, So Saul and his three sons and his armor bearer and all his men died together that same day. Wow, what a tragic way to end Saul's story. For someone who was so anointed to do great things for God, to now ending his life and his bloodline and even his armor bearer by falling on his own sword. This is what jealousy does to us. It'll end you. It'll end your bloodline, the future for you and for your kids. And those who serve with you, everybody that's around you, jealousy will end up ending you. So wherever there's uh, any traces of jealousy or root of jealousy in your life, I want to encourage you to get rid of it before it gets rid of you. And that is it for the Daily Brew today, done and dusted, day 151. Thank you for joining me here in Auckland. Looking forward to getting into more of this Bible as we go through. And I'm praying for you today that you do genuinely encounter the presence of God today. As you read the scriptures, as you spend time with him, as you lean into God, I pray that he leans into you and that you would feel his touch today. A massive thank you to everybody who's already followed us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all of our podcasting platforms. Thanks for doing that and also rating us five stars, of course. Also, to those of you who are on YouTube, thank you so much for subscribing, clicking that bell so you never miss a devotional upload or any of the videos we upload here on YouTube. Hey, I wanna take a moment and encourage you if you haven't done so already to share this on social media. Tag me in your story, post about this, share it with people who you think could benefit from this Bible devotional experience. It's free, obviously. I'm making no money off of this at all, but I felt God asked me to put this devotional out there so that people could en- encounter God afresh through the word of God. So do me a favor, use your circle of influence and share this with people who you think would benefit from it. I love you heaps. Thank you so much for joining me today. Come back tomorrow but start of your day have a great rest of your day and less sleep time. Good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for day 152 of The Daily Book.